0: blood, I'll tell you tales of your ancestors who lived in Yorkshire for as long as there has been history written about our land. Now, at the age of ninety-four, I know death is coming for me, and there are not many more winters, springs, summers, or autumns left for me to see. Each season that now passes is a reminder that it may be the last time I bask in the glow of sunshine feel the sting of an autumn rain, or sense the cold when snow falls upon my face. Even when I go to sleep, I feel death is waiting for me. I see his visage in the corner of my dreams. He beguiles me in slumber, because I often see the dead faces of my parents, my sisters, brothers, wife, and my middle son, beckoning me to follow them. Ah, death didn't have as much patience for those I loved as he has had with me. No, nope. he took my sisters, my wife, and one of my sons too soon. It was as if he was in a rush, and needed to satisfy quickly his appetite for their lives. When death comes for me, I'll walk with a calm certitude into his jaws. I'll go willingly to the other side because I've fought death many times. In fact, I've been battling and cheating death since my birth in the slums of Barnsley, where infant mortality was as deadly as it is for kids in many third-world countries today. I've been outrunning death from the moment the midwife slapped me bottom with hands calloused from scrubbing stone floors and rolling coarse shag cigarettes between her fingers. Death didn't catch me when I was a child because I was too nimble. However, in the 1920s and the 1930s, he didn't have to run far to steal another child's life because systemic poverty— had left millions of bairns in Britain susceptible to all manner of diseases or illness. Poverty and societal indifference could make one's time on this earth a brief, fleeting appearance if you were from the working class. Hell, I even beat death in the maelstrom of the Second World War when over sixty million lives were extinguished across the continents of this earth— "'Death came for all of those victims of war "'as if those individuals were no more than flames "'on Captain Webb matchsticks being blown out on a drafty street. "'Snap, and the lives of millions were extinguished. "'It's hard to believe, but I walked away "'from the greatest letting of blood known to civilization "'without even a shaving nick.' when all of Europe was reduced to a charnel-house because of the mad ambitions of dictators and demagogues. Today, when I see the politics of hate erupt up like diseased ooze from an infected boil across nations that once held firm to democracy, I cannot help but think of those long-dead tyrants such as Hitler, Stalin and Tojo who set the world of my youth ablaze. Still, I survived those days, and when I exchanged my RAF blue serge uniform for a workers' smock and cap after the war, I survived life in the civilian world. But it was easier to live after the war because the world was changing, and a new ethos was developing that proclaimed everyone had a right to a good life, regardless of where they stood on society's ladder. Somehow, Death didn't have as much determination to finish me off back then as he does now. He approaches me with a a resolve to have done with me. This time, I'm sure Death won't let me slip through his snare like he has too often over the years that we've been acquainted. Now he stalks me, in the same manner as a lion hunts wounded prey, with a slow ease— because it knows that it can snatch me at any moment. Still, he has an appetite for me. I feel him waiting for me in the shadows like a mugger waits in a ginnel for drunks after last orders. After so many years alive, I am...